Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Real Talk Recovery, the podcast. I am your host, Nicole Pludre. I'm an addict also. My sobriety date is July 13th, 2015. I'm currently down from 12 milligrams of Suboxone to 6 milligrams of Suboxone. And I document my experience with recovery and mat treatment over on my YouTube channel, Real Talk Recovery. Since I talked to you guys last, I have created a second channel. That's right, your girl is a is really turning into a YouTuber. A second channel, it is called Bingeaholics Anonymous. On my second channel, you guys, I have dedicated it to my weight loss journey. One thing about me is when I have people that are holding me accountable, people that are watching me, I do a lot better under pressure. So, I created this second channel as an accountability and to have those eyes on me to say, hey, you can't overindulge. You can't binge because if you do, you're going to fail and then what? So, it really helps to keep me motivated to have, you know, people that are doing it with me. So, that's where Bingeaholics Anonymous comes in. I can't remember when the last time I uploaded a podcast was, but I'll tell you guys, I have been a busy bee. Since I talked to you guys last, I've had Dr. B on the channel twice. He is a medical professional who prescribes Suboxone in Orange County, California. Amazing, amazing man. Um, Such a heart of gold. He came on and he actually shared with us that his dad had passed away from an overdose when he was four years old. And... I knew that he had some kind of deep connection to addiction because he's so passionate about helping addicts, you guys. It just shines through in everything he does. And I love having him on the channel. He answers questions. I mean, it's just a good time. Um, I also had Jeff and Tim on my channel. Jeff is from The Recovery and Tim is from uh, Recovery and Addiction, the YouTube channel. I recently went and guested over on the Addictionary podcast again. I love Megan and Bobby. If you guys haven't already checked out the Addictionary podcast, go over there and check them out. You will not be disappointed. Um, And also, I did a podcast with a guy named Dave from Sober Motivation, and he is new to the YouTube scene. So, I have been staying busy. I have a collaboration this weekend with Sunny from the Sunny Side, and I'm super excited about that. Sunny's got about 60,000 subscribers, and he's always supported me so much on my channel. So, he is just an amazing person. He always has me on to do check-ins, and now I'm excited because I have good news to tell him about my new health journey. And, um... I'm down some pounds. So when I started my journey, you guys, I was 221.6 and I'm currently at 215.0. So I'm working really hard, you guys. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy and I want to feel good about myself. I want to look in the mirror and, and, and feel good about the body that I'm in. I want to be able to take off my clothes in front of my husband and feel sexy as fuck. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's what I want, you guys. So, I'm going to take it back old school over here tonight. And I'm going to tell you guys a story time. And the story time is inspired by my friend Brian, a.k.a. Unk, 
over at the Nod Squad. So if you guys haven't already checked out the Nod Squad, they have a podcast on Podbean, um, Stitcher, Apple Radio, and it's literally called Pot um, Nod. Excuse me, Pod Nod Squad. It is amazing, you guys. And he has him and his friend do this uh, podcast, and they just talk about their experience in active addiction. Right now, Brian is actually in residential treatment, so he has been working really hard to get podcasts uploaded on his weekends um, that he gets to go home and visit with his family. But um, I found him by accident on um, Podbean, and I started listening to their the podcast, you guys, and they're so raw and authentic and just real. And you know when you hear somebody sharing about how bad it was when they were in their addiction, and you're like, wow, I've been there. It, that's how I felt when I was listening to him and his um, friend, that his friend's the co-host, because I could just relate with everything they were saying. So, seriously go over there and give them a listen i promise you you will not regret it i want to warn you though it's hella triggering if you're new in your recovery they talk about some really really just real shit that happens in addiction and they don't shy away from the controversial topics so if you like that kind of stuff like i do go check it out so this story is inspired by a guy that came into my comment section this evening named dean shout out dean dean has 30 days sober you guys and his drug of choice was cordycetin aka triple c's aka um the cough suppressant okay now these cough uh suppressants come in these pills and when we were younger we called them triple c's but it's cordycetin and what you do with cordycetin is you take, what you do is you get the blister packs and you take like two blister packs of those pills, which is probably like 12 pills. And you will trip like you are hallucinating on acid. And I am not even lying to you. You will think you are in another motherfucking dimension. So I'm going to tell you guys a story about one-legged Joe, Joe Jackson, in the time that he tripped uh, triple C's and I had to go rescue his ass. So let me take you back. This was 2010. I had just gotten out of prison and paroled out to the halfway house. I was living at RCA and I had lived there for about six months. I was staying sober. So I graduated up to the next level and I was able to move into the apartments next door. Now, the apartments weren't nothing special, but it was my own apartment. I could have boys stay the night. I could have people over. Like, I had freedom. I could come and go as I pleased. I didn't have to check in and out like I did when I was living in the halfway house. So, one day I was outside chilling, smoking a cigarette in the back, and the federal boys came over to do their classes. What federal boys? Well, at the halfway house... We had counselors that gave classes, and the guys that were on, um, they were on house arrest with the feds, they would come over with their ankle monitors on, and they would do their recovery classes at the building beside my apartments. So, I was outside smoking, and this guy walked up to me, shaved bald head, sleeved out, white v-neck Hanes crisp shirt 
blue jeans that were distressed with some Timberland boots. And he said, what's up, girl? My name's Joe. And I was like, what's up, Joe? My name's Nicole. And he was like, can I get your number? And I was like, yeah. And so we exchanged numbers, right? And I looked at him, y'all, and I thought he was fine. He had crystal blue eyes, and he was a ginger, but he kept his head shaved, slick, real shiny, right? So we exchanged numbers, and we decided we were going to start hanging out. And so he started sneaking over to my apartment, right? He snuck over my apartment so many times that he ended up getting caught, and he got thrown in jail for 30 days because that's what happens when you're on federal house arrest and you have to he's he was living in the halfway house and he had to come to the halfway house and go to work that's all he could do he couldn't he wasn't supposed to be coming to my apartment so he had to go in and do 30 days in jail so of course the whole time he was in jail I put money on his books and went and visited him and we grew our little love affair while he was in jail I fell in love with this guy over jailhouse letters the pen and the paper baby this guy had a way with words he had me wrapped around his little finger y'all and I was your typical jailhouse girlfriend always putting money on his books always visiting him calling his mom for him making sure he had money on his commissary he was hustling me now that I look back on it I realized that this dude was straight playing me well, he did his 30 days and he got out, right? And so he got out and he ended up getting discharged from the feds and getting off parole and getting his own apartment, right? He got a real nice apartment in North Little Rock and it was so awesome, you guys, because I would go over there and I would stay the night. Every Sunday we would have crab leg Sundays where we would get a bunch of crab legs, we would get a bunch of butter, we would cook them, and we would dip that shit in butter, and we would watch movies together, right? It was like our thing that we did, and so we called it Crab Leg Sundays. Well, he and I had started to drift apart. We were still sexually, you know, active with each other, and I still very much so liked him, but he was, like, drifting apart from me. He was trying to, like, get rid of me. So he started and he made an account on plentyoffish.com. Well, when I when he told me he made an account on Plenty of Fish, I thought, well, fuck you. I'll make an account too. So I made me an account too. And what do you know? We matched. We ended up matching up to each other. And I'm like, dude, you, you're never going to be able to get away from me. Right? Well, he ended up linking up with a couple of girls and they would come over and then I would come over after that and... He would tell me that he loved me, and then he would tell me that he didn't love me, and then he would have another girl over, and just back and forth, back and forth. Well, one night he got called in, he got called by a girl that lived in Batesville, Arkansas, which is far away. It's in northwest Arkansas, you guys. And she wanted him to come up and, you know, hang out with her. And in plentyoffish.com language, that's come out and fuck. So, Joe got his Jeep, and he took his ass on up to Batesville to go hang out with his girl. Well, he was gone from Thursday to Sunday, and he said he was only going to be gone overnight. So, I called him on Saturday because I was worried about him because I hadn't heard from him. And that's when he answered the phone in complete and utter panic. 
Nicole, I can't move. I can't move. I don't, I don't, I can't drive. I can't do anything. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? I'm tripping triple C's. And I was like, what? I'm on triple C's. And I'm like, okay. Like, I had never done triple C's, you guys. And I was like, okay, well, are you all right? What do I need to do? And that's when he told me. I'm stuck in this chick's bed. Her poodle is humping my leg. It's a blind poodle. And I just busted out laughing. <laughs> and I was like, well, where's your girlfriend at? I mean, and she just so fine and she's so fine. He was like, no, you don't understand, Nicole. I drove up here and it's like some wrong turn shit. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's literally like House of a Thousand Corpses. I drove up here. There's broke down cars all in the driveway. Dilapidated ah. trailers. It is just, it is House of a Thousand Corpses. It is wrong turn. It is straight, ugh. And I was like, oh shit, man. And he was like, and not to mention that, this bitch is 450 pounds. I kid you not. If she got on top of me, I would die from suffocation. And I was like, oh man, you got fucked. And that's when he told me, you know, it's like, I can't move. Like I'm tripping on these triple C's so hard that I can't even see straight. The whole room is spinning. And I was like, okay, dude, okay, it's going to be all right. I was like, just try to sleep it off, you know? Well, the next morning I called and he answered the phone and he was like, he had told me that he had left and he was trying to drive back, but he didn't know where he was because he was still tripping on tr those triple C's on the court of seating. You guys, I had to drive four hours to go and get him and have him pick him up. We had to go sleep the, um, in a hotel and then go back and get his truck because he couldn't drive. He was tripping that hard on this court of seed and shit. Well, then once I picked him up and he was able to talk to me and everything, he was telling me the horror story that was this, this old hillbilly ass bitch that he got stuck up there with. So he says he drives up and he's seeing all the broke down cars and he's seeing how shitty the little trailers look. And he's like, oh man, she's fine in the picture. She was fine in the picture. He said he knocked on the door, and that's when her mom answered the door. No teeth and all. And started, Sarah! Sarah! Your company's here. Right? Joe said, I was about to turn around and run right then, but I had drove all the way up there. I drove four hours. I was like, man, you should have ran right then. He walked in, she opened the door, and he said that she was blocking the whole door. That's how big she was. She was so big that he couldn't even get in the door at the same time. So, it was so funny, you guys, because it served him right. Here he had a great girl in me. I really cared about him. I took care of him while he was in jail, and he went off to go get some strange from some girl he didn't even know. And ended up getting stuck there, tripping triple C's. So, that, my friends, is the story of the triple C's. Now, I've never personally taken them. But I have heard so many stories from other people of how fucked up you get when you take them. 
I don't want to take them. I've tripped acid one time, and it was so scary. I will never, ever, ever do it again. I tripped acid with this guy named Nate after I had been up for 12 days on methamphetamine. And it was the scariest trip I've... It's the only trip I've ever had except for mushrooms. And mushrooms, I loved mushrooms because it was like a chill, hippy-dippy kind of trip. But acid made me see demons and devils and scary shit. And I hated it. Um, I was spooked. I was spooked. And after that, it was like I was stuck and I couldn't get out of that spookedness. You know what I'm saying? It was so, so bad, you guys. Um... So, yeah, I wanted to tell you guys that story about the triple C's because Dean from my channel was talking about he's got 30 days sober from triple C's. So, con congratulations, Dean. I'm super, super duper proud of you. And I want to welcome all the people who have subscribed to my YouTube channel. You guys, fuck, y'all are everything. Y'all, I just get so excited to see you guys and talk to you guys when I go live now, y'all know Mondays and Fridays are when I do my live streams on YouTube. And I'm really trying to stick to just doing Mondays and Fridays because what happens is I overwhelm you guys with too many videos and then you can't watch them. So, I'm going to try and just start coming over here and doing podcasts when I have the urge to like pop on and do a live and just talk to you guys on the podcast, you know? And, um... I want to have guests on and I want to talk about crazy times and I, I want to be able to just like laugh and and let loose and not worry about whether I'm triggering somebody or not you know like I want us to be able to laugh and have a good time so these podcasts are going to be a little bit more edgier than what I would do on my YouTube channel do you know what I'm saying but um anyway that's my little update for today um it's Tuesday, like I said. Tomorrow, um, I'm going to do a story time over on my YouTube channel, and I'll just pre-record that and upload it. And then Friday, we have our Mara meeting, which is Medically Assisted Recovery Anonymous. And we're going to start going over the 12 steps um, of Mara on Friday nights. And um, we just got done finishing up 10 and 11, steps 9, 10, and 11. Um, on Mondays and then next Monday we're on step 12 in the big book study So I've got a lot of different things going on and if you're struggling and you need support in your recovery you guys Come on over it, I'm serious like there's just so many different things that I have that will help you and it helps me So we're helping each other So I hope you guys have a really good night I just wanted to come on here and share some crazy stories with you and let you know that I love you, I care about you, and I'm proud of you. Keep pushing forward. Never give up. Recovery is possible.